a name by any other name is the news, according to me. Well, good morning. It is Thursday morning, 5.22 a.m. Central Time, 6.22 a.m. Eastern Time. And I have, uh, I am actually in the process, in the middle of, if you will, waiting. But I'm, uh, I, I did some, some interesting, uh, had some interesting uh, observations about the, oh, by the way, I have a cup. I do have a cup. It is, it is uh, August 24th, Thursday, August 24th, 2023. 6.23 in the morning, a.m. As you can see, I'm a little bit uh, uh, what, do they, what do they call that when you're out of it? You're, you're a little bit not dismayed. I, I mean, the word is, what is the word? I'm, I'm sitting in my car right now doing this show and I'm a little bit uh, flustered, a little bit uh, unaware of what's going on around me. It's, it's early. It's, 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 it's way too early. At the moment, um, I'm sitting in front of Cracker Barrel waiting for it to open. I guess it doesn't open for another hour and a half or something. I don't know. It's ridiculous. They, they should open this thing earlier. I bet there'd be people here at 5 o'clock if they were open at 5 o'clock. Uh, well, I'm here so that they'd have at least one customer. It's worth them coming in and spending you know, several hundred dollars an hour to be open. I mean, the story, it's right, it's already open. So it's, it's right there. Lights are already on. They might as well just let me in and fix me breakfast to make their, you know, 10 bucks. I, uh, I was watching the, the debates. Uh, I watched snippets. I didn't watch the whole debate. I just, I, I watched parts of the debate. I'm amazed, uh, at a couple things. Oh, by the way, I have a cup. I, I was, I was getting off on that, uh, well, I'm a little disoriented. That's, that's the word I was looking for earlier. D disoriented this morning. I'm a little disoriented. That means I am not oriented. Oh, boy, I, the uh, I was up I was up a little bit late last night. The temperature here uh, in northern Indiana has been a little bit unbearable. Yesterday it got up to uh, close to 97, 98 degrees. The heat index I think was 108 or 109. And then uh, today, it's supposed to be even warmer. It's supposed to be up in the 99 to 100 degree range where I'm at here. And I'm not very far from Chicago. I'm actually just across the line in Hammond, Sherville area. And uh, Highland, that area. And I, 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 it's just amazing to me uh, how hot it's been. Last, last night it was very hot. I slept on my boat last night. And um, it never really cooled off. I had three fans blowing on me. It's my biggest fan club. Biggest uh, gathering of all my fans I've ever had. And I, it, was, it was a very, uh, uh, very warm night. However, I was able to get comfortable. I, 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 was, uh, I was out on the dock, kind of sitting on a chair for a while, just letting the breeze kind of hit me. And I was halfway reasonably cool with my shirt off. I don't like to walk. I don't like standing around with my shirt off. Just, I just, I don't, I, I don't like to, you know, the, the, 
the thought of grossing someone out, causing them to, to throw up. Uh, if you know, especially if somebody's eating, and they, I walk by with my shirt off, or they see me with my shirt off, it's <clears throat> it's it's just not appetizing. So, so I had a uh, uh, sitting there on the on the at the end of the dock, basically. And it's, it's a long dock, and of course I'm almost asleep. And I, I thought I was going to take a little nap out there on the dock for a minute. And of course, the place is you know, nobody's around. It's like one one couple that's you know, got their their boats way up on the close to the shoreline. And I'm sitting there and uh, looking out, and all the next thing I hear is people walking up behind me, somebody saying something. He didn't know I was there. And uh, so, that was, so, of course, then he wanted to talk to me for a while. He's getting a, he's getting a new boat. Good for him. Biggest mistake of his life. So, he, so he's getting a, a bigger boat, of course. You have to always have to get a bigger boat. Very proud of his... He, he's doing it the right way, though. He's They, they, they say that the, the happiest day in a boat owner's life Two, two happiest days, the day he buys it and the day he sells it. Um, well, he's he's going through a process of buying it, so he's very happy about purchasing this boat. And uh, he's all he's got it all done. He said something about the financing and all the other stuff. He's got all, all of it doing. Going. And, I, uh, and I, I guess I'm a little bit lost on the word financing. He, he lost me right there. Wait, you're financing, a, you're borrowing money to buy a boat. Are you sure this is a good idea? I, I'm not a financial counselor. I'm not a... Uh, and it's not exactly a brand new boat. That's even That would even be dumber, though, in my opinion. A brand new boat's going to lose its value much quicker. Now, if you're going to buy it, live on it, keep it for the rest of your life, for 20 years, I, I would I would I would guess that that's probably not a bad idea. It's not such a not such a bad idea. It's still a bad idea, not as bad of an idea. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Now, in case you're wondering why there's background noise, I, I'm sitting here in my car with my windows open, and there's a major highway just a mile away from me, and there's also another major road thoroughfare, 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 whatever it is. Uh, behind me here and I, I, I've got the windows open because it's already 84 degrees and it's you know five o'clock in the morning so it, it, it's 529 central time ridiculous so I am uh, I am needless to say uh, this guy buys this boat and he's stretching it out over time and of course he has to move the boat now from the Sandusky area over to Lake Michigan, the bottom of the lower part of, southern part of the lake. Uh, he doesn't know this, I don't think, I don't think he realizes it's going to take him probably a week to do that. And uh, he's probably going to experience some of the worst sailing of his life. <laughs> probably gonna, you know, there's, 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 gonna, there's bound to be a storm this time of year. It's just, it's just gonna happen. No, he might be fine, I don't know, it's, it's just, the odds are, uh, He's going to have some kind of a storm. So regardless of that, uh, and of course that, that's, that'll be the end of his being happy about having the boat. I'm sure he'll, he'll get it there and he'll get it parked and he'll be all happy about that. And he'll be proud of it there for a little while. But it won't, be, it won't be as happy as the day he drives it from the slip, purchases it, but makes the actual final purchase and he takes possession of the boat. 
But, uh, of course, now he's selling his other boat. This is kind of a kind of a double whammy here. He's kind of doing both things all at the same time. He's selling his other boat, his old boat, getting this new boat, newer boat. It's not even new. It's almost 20 years old. But uh, my, my boat is uh, almost 40 years old. And it's uh, still probably worth about as, you know, as much as it will be worth when I go. I bought it for about as much. As, actually, it's probably worth more than when I paid for it. Right now, I've, I've done some. I've done some improvements. I've put some money into it, but at the same time, well, that's that's good. Uh, one of the employees just went into Cracker Barrel and set the alarm off. Now, I, uh, you know, so I, I, what I paid for the boat and what I've put into it, it I, it's, I would, well, uh, it, it's getting close now to what I can get out of it. Probably, it's it's I, what I've put into it. Um, it's it's probably at the top closer to the top of its market value right now. Here comes a truck. That's pretty loud. Now that's a, there it goes, a delivery truck of some kind. The, uh, the debates, let's talk about the, let's talk about what's in my cup. I, haven't, I still haven't gotten in my cup. I have a cup full of, it's a, it's a Chick-fil-A sweet tea cup with no sweet tea in it. All I have is ice that's partially melted. I did that on purpose this morning. I just wanted some ice cold ice water to do its thing. And I've also got some. Uh, I got some water here. I guess I got some water in a bottle. That's that's my backup. My backup bottle. Of water. I hope you can hear me okay. Um, <clears throat> I have a. Uh, I'm recording this on my iPad. I don't even have a better microphone. Usually when I'm, I'm recording on my iPad, I actually. Typically, I will plug in a better microphone. I'm just using the iPad microphone, which, of course, also picks up all kinds of crazy noises. I am uh, currently uh, thinking about this this debate that went on, the, the, the snippets that I heard. Um, I, I've heard several commentators claim that Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy apparently uh, was kind of the, the the entertainment for the evening. I mean, he, he was the one who really brought life to this whole debate. Chris Christie was, of course, himself. He is a... Some, somebody's paying him to do this. I, I don't know. I don't know. He's... Uh, he, he is in there simply to be the bitter pill, the anti-Trumper. Uh, they've thrown him in. He's on a mission. He's, he's not there to necessarily win the nomination. He's there to get a job with whoever the GOP determines is going to be the nominee. The, the establishment folks are are all over him. Um, now, he has been getting interviews with CNN and MSNBC. And I don't understand. You, you know that these Republican establishment people, you can... Tell leopards by, by spots, I guess. The, the, the thing that gets me about these people is that if you're going on MSNBC and CNN all the time and they are fawning over you to get your, you know, your negative input from about Trump and you don't realize that they're using you as a, you're, you're beyond useful idiot. You're, you're beyond, you're, the, the commentators are the useful idiots. The people who are that they're swooning are swooning on over them. Oh look, I'm getting I'm getting all this 
airtime on CNN and MSNBC. And you think somehow in your head that you're getting credible coverage or that you're somehow important enough to be on CNN or MSNBC. Uh, I, I, I don't understand how you can not, un, not see that you're being used. If you look at Liz Cheney, for example, Adam Kinzinger, this is, this is a prime example. They were the darling children. Oh, everybody in the Democrat Party said they should run for president. No, Liz Cheney should be the next, next president. She, sh she should run for president. They're patting Adam Kinzinger on the head the whole time he's in the, on the January 6th commission. Treating them like they're some kind of special, special people. Oh, they're, they're really to be respected. They, they all but left the, the Republican Party. And in fact, I, I'm not sure that Liz Cheney even calls herself a Republican anymore. And in the middle of this whole thing, uh, now that the January 6th commission is over, do you hear the Democrat Party elevating Liz Cheney? Do you, do you hear them singing the praises of Adam Kinzinger? Do you hear them saying anything about them? They, they, they used them. That's all they were there for. Well, we have Republicans that are against Trump. These are very conservative Republicans. Absolutely not. They're not. They're not at all. But that's what they would have you to believe. And it's amazing to me, I guess. Amazing. Just like Jesse Lee Peterson. Amazing. That's amazing. So, I, I don't know, it's kind of one of those, um, weird things where, where Christie is, is in this race, he's not in it to win it, he, he knows he's not going to win, he's not going to be the president. Uh, what gets me is, is mostly what he was there for, and most of the people who were there all night long were just, all I heard were the zingers. The, the things, like, like just for instance, Nikki Haley. Well, Margaret Thatcher said, if you want, want to hear someone say something, you ask a man or something to this effect. If you want to get something done, you ask a woman. And of course, this is a quote that I think every female potential candidate has rattled off in every debate ever since she said it. I don't know if she came up with it or not, but she said it, apparently, and that's everybody, all the females that have been in debates have all used it from that point forward. It's like they're the, they can't wait to say that line. Uh, all these zingers, all this stuff. Uh, Vivek, I think, here's the thing. Uh, Vivek doesn't really plan stuff. What was interesting at one point, after everybody got all their little little sound bites done, Vivek was, Vivek was kind of the last one, I believe. And he said, now that everybody said, said the little stuff, their little, little, their little talking points, now we can get down to, you know, kind of the anti... He, 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 he pretty much knew what he was going to be saying. I think he had some, some things planned that he wanted, some, of course he had some points that he wanted to get across. 
This guy's brilliant, though. He, 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 and he, he turns around and creates what some, some commentators are calling the only Trumpian re representation in the, in the debate itself. Mike Pence uh, made himself out to be, in my opinion, a robotic uh, stick in the mud. There's other ways of saying that. Um, uh, but he, to me, he came across as this very uh, stoic, lifeless individual who's only going to say the talking points that need to be said because that's the talking points to be said. Vivek is out there on the edge. Uh, he's out there off the cuff, uh, not speaking planned things to say. And, and of course, when, when Mike Pence tries to come back at him with something that's off the cuff, it, it falls flat. It just falls flat. The, uh, the Christie camp, of course, speaking what he's speaking, he's just there to attack Trump, to attack the others. Uh, he has, there, and here, here's my point about the whole debate. That I, everything that I saw, there was no substance whatsoever. Uh, there were very few people who had actual answers to questions. What are you going to do about uh, the homeless situation? Well, I'm going to fix that. Oh, okay. And then what are you going to do about, uh, you know, you bring up a problem, the energy situation, whatever it is. Well, we're going to fix that. Oh, okay. That's pretty much all they say. They never give you any real answers. Now, as opposed to, you know, Trump, Trump would give you answers. The thing that they were there were there was kind of want to build a wall all the way across the you know, southern border. Well, actually, a, a wall would work. We it's kind of what we need right now. We need to secure that border. He, I, I was listening to him. I listened to the entire interview with him and and uh, Tucker Carlson. It was actually a very interesting. I would say fascinating almost interview. Uh, the way Trump communicates is a little different. I think that, that Tucker had a little bit of a hard time understanding a few of the things he would say. Because he'll go off on a side side note to bring up a point that I think sometimes uh, is lost on, you know, he'll, you mention something about, or he'll, he'll ask him a straight question. Well, he'll, he'll go off on kind of this little tangent about a little point that he wants to make, and he'll come He'll come back to it. Unlike me, uh, you ask me a question, I'll go off on a tangent. You ask me what time it is, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how to build a watch. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you uh, things about watch bands that have nothing to do with a watch, uh, and I'll never make it back to the original question that you asked me. Uh, I, I'll, it's. I'll, I'll go off on some kind of thing about shoelaces, and it's it's. Uh, you, you never know where I'm going to go. Ask me a question. Well, you, you ask, ask me a simple question like, "What time is it?" Hey, uh, Kevin, what time is it? Well, you know, I had my shoes on the other day, and I was walking down through the through the mud, and uh, after that, I had to wash them off, and then of course that's that's when the soap kind of got in my eye, and I had, that's why I have this. Uh, what were we talking about? What was the question? 
So that, that, that's the kind of thing you're going to get when you talk to me. And for those of you who know me, you know that's ab almost absolutely verbatim, but that's, that's true. Now, having said that, <clears throat> there's also a very... Uh, I should, I should probably, pl probably plug this uh, iPad in because it's probably going to work in. That's the, which wouldn't be good. Okay, there we go. Now, now we're going to keep it going. <clears throat> so we have this uh, interesting dynamic here last night. I have, not, I have not seen the numbers yet. We probably will see the numbers with regard to how many people were watching the Trump interview with Tucker Carlson and how many, on Twitter, no less, on X, and how many people were watching the actual debates. I know that the polls I saw prior to the debates, uh, apparently a vast majority, uh, over half of the people polled, were going to watch the Tucker Carlson interview. And very, you know, a, a very low number were going to watch the, uh, the debates. Now, this comes to the point of, let's talk a little bit about the the actual uh, <clears throat> issue here of Trump not going to the debate. This has been a hot, 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 hot issue, I guess you want to call it that. Uh, hot topic. Hot pocket. Hot topic. We have a... No, he didn't go to the debate. Now, I think this was actually a brilliant move on his part. Because he didn't just not go to the debate and sit home or go golfing. He actually created something else. Uh, kind of in Fox News's face, uh, basically taking the man who they booted out for very, uh, I would say, very uh, unpopular reasons, and he ends up sitting down with that guy, which is kind of interesting. Employee just showed up and set off the alarm here at the Cracker Barrel, and now he's. But he's not. He didn't just go in. He's kind of scared. He's walking away, going back to his car because he looks like he's scared. He's afraid. He's afraid he's not going to get to go into work. <clears throat> he probably could have just gone in there and they would have let him in. But uh, I don't know what he's doing now. So, the, so we have uh, <clears throat> uh, this, this, this interesting stuff going on with this debate thing that. that Trump set himself up against, you know, put, puts himself up against them at the same time slot. Brilliant, in my opinion. But, you know, if he's not going to go to the debate, might as well do something that's going to compete. We'll see how this works out, but I, I hope that the uh, the interview stole pretty much. Now, now, of course, you can always watch the debate after the fact. Now, in the meantime, uh, speaking of Trump, <clears throat> today he will be getting. He's basically going to be booked into jail. Uh, now, whether or not TV cameras and everything... Of course, they're going to say, well, we're going to treat him just like we treat everybody else. Uh, going to give him the same treatment that everybody else gets, that every other prisoner gets. No, I doubt it, because not every other prisoner is going to have cameras and television crews all there to record him as he's getting his mugshot taken and booked and all that stuff. And just all these things that are happening, I, I just I just don't think this is going to be. It's uh, not what's happening. So, uh, 
you know, they, of course, they want to see him perp walk. They want to see the. Now, everybody, everybody says that the he will never be in in jail uh, because the Secret Service would not allow that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think that they're going to be happy until this guy is in jail. And they want to be the one who puts him there. This this Fanny, what's her name? Big Fanny, uh, down in Georgia. She, now Mark Meadows, I saw a, a headline on CNN or MSNBC, one of the two, and says that Mark Meadows flipped and sang like a, sang like a bird. Uh, I'm not sure if that's He's saying like a bird, or what? What? This is somebody who was apparently in in the arraignment, but he's saying like a bird. Well, you've heard this before. You've you've heard this all before, right? You've heard the these statements about the walls are closing in and people are turning on Trump. And we we heard at one point we heard that uh, Trump's daughter turned on him and was going to you know was upset with him and was gonna was gonna turn him in and was gonna turn on him and. Jared Kushner was going to turn on him and all, just all, all these these crazy things that are said all the time by the lamestream media that they just continue to do this this kind of freaky weird freak show stuff just they're just so delusional about this guy uh, chomping at the bit to get this guy and if you look at the the list of people. Now, this is this is what's amazing to me. You look at the list of people that this lady is indicting, and the reasons they're being indicted. Basically, they're going after Trump and his lawyers for looking at the legal prospect of contesting the election. They're arresting Trump's lawyers and his counselors, his advisors. For the RICO Act, as a, like as if they were a mob, because they tried to influence or in, interfere with the Georgia election. Um, this is the keep in mind. This is the election where they had water pipes that apparently broke, which was just a toilet that overflowed. And I'm not even sure it was even that. It was a toilet that overflowed supposedly. Which happens, you know, any random big building you go into, there's going to be a toilet overflowing. Where they they pushed out the observers and then kept on counting. Where they pulled out ballot boxes from under tables. But they're going after Trump for making a phone call and saying, can't you find me 20,000 votes? Because... In the way this, and here's the problem. This is a statement that every, probably every candidate has made, who's trying to find votes for an election, to win an election, because votes are often misplaced. Well, we have, we have, uh, especially during, especially during a time when you have mail-in ballots. Well, we have all these hanging Chad ballots that we have to go through. It's possible there could be some there. We have, you know, the military mail-in ballots. So we could, we could go through those and see what's what's there. We could go through all the absentee ballots. We could go through, uh, you know, whatever whatever else it is. They could go through to, to, try, to try to recount things or try to count. 
That's what he's asking for here. He's not asking for them to make up ballots. And he's looking at the legal, legal ramifications of the whole mail-in In some states, they, after the fact, they determined that the mail-in ballots were illegal. They were established illegally. And this, this, is, this is part of the problem. Trump won the election. There's no, there's no question. If you, if you throw out the ballots that were done incorrectly, that were done illegally, uh, now of course, what they don't want you to do, they don't, and you still have people, even on the right, there are people who are supposedly right-leaning, of course, they're rhinos, they're establishment Republicans, saying that this is one of the most fair and clean elections that have ever been in the history of this, this country. And yet we all know flatly that that's not true at all. It's, not, it's absolutely not true. And, and they'll, they say it with a straight face. But I guarantee you, if Trump wins the next election, it will be, guess what? Putin did it. Whatever. You know, the Russians. They, they still say that Putin influenced and hacked our election in 2016. That's why Donald Trump was, was installed as president because Putin wanted him there. If Putin just wants somebody to be president, and there they are, then we've got a serious problem in this country. Apparently, he couldn't do it in 2020, and that's why it was the most secure election ever. Just, just ridiculous statements like that. And, and yet, they went through this whole process of literally hundreds of thousands of votes that were cast illegally and questionably in the 2020 election. Too many anomalies. Too many. One or two anomalies, okay, I get it. All the bellwether states, all the bellwether counties, all the other things that happened, all the downvoting on the you know below the presidential ticket. For some reason, people voted for Biden, but then they voted for Republicans on everything else. That doesn't happen. It does not happen. Very, very strange. Very, very strange. Uh, and the Republicans need to get their act together on this whole process and, and get this thing rolling. I think one of the problems right now we have is, is one is we have a, a situation where if we impeach Joe Biden, now of course the House will impeach him and it's gonna to go to the Senate and the Senate I guarantee you will vote along party lines and nobody is going to vote to impeach. None of the Democrats are going to vote to impeach Joe Biden. Manchin, maybe. If there is a really strong case, now there, there are some Democrats being very quiet in the Senate right now, but you know they're going to vote along party lines because if they don't, they will be ostracized and kicked out of the party and they will be belittled and kicked off their, their precious committees that they are so proud of being on a part of. And so it, it's one of those things where they, they really don't... Uh, it's just very, very questionable whether they will actually uh, do the right thing at this point. They, they can be staring, staring at evidence, and obviously they've already been making statements. They, they're, they're, they're looking at all this evidence. Well, it's just... You know, it's just a father caring about his son. This is just a, you know, he's just a story about a, a father and his love for his son. It's just, it's just, you know, this, this is terrible. What's happening? Poor Joe, poor old Joe. 
he lost his house after all, you know, in that fire he had. Almost, because he, he can really relate to people in Maui. And I, I heard some interviews, Rebel News did a good job of interviewing some pe folks in, in uh, Hawaii. And they, they didn't just use, you know, a, lot, a lot of times these people go out, they'll, they'll interview people for, for hours. And they'll just cherry pick the ones that they want to have to make it look like people in Hawaii are, are, you know, hate Joe Biden. And that was not the case. They had, they had pretty much a full spectrum of people who were very supportive of Joe Biden, <clears throat> as well as people who were very upset with Joe Biden. And there were other people who were just, the one guy was like, you know, the Constitution tells us that we're supposed to, you know, if the government becomes this, we're supposed to get rid of it. Pretty much for the overthrow of the, you know, tearing down of the government the way it is right now. Uh, they all need to go. Republicans and Democrats all need to go. Well, I, I kind of agree that the establishment, as far as I'm concerned, needs to go. And I think if they do, a, a huge benefit would be if we just got rid of some of the... Uh, intelligence organizations and some of the alphabet soup organizations I think things would be much better shape but it I, I digress the, we uh, oh speaking of speaking of Joe speaking of Joe Biden by the way uh, if that is his real name he's got these other synonyms I think one of them's uh, Robin Peter Peters something like that uh, one of the names is J.R. Beware now it's J.R.B. Ware. There's another one by the name of Ware, it's a J. Ware or something like that. J.R.B. Ware. Now, in my opinion, this is a statement being made. The head of the DNI, the Department of National Intelligence, who is supposed to be the curator of all the intelligence agencies, oversee all the intelligence agencies, John. Ratcliffe was the head of the DNI. Now, at first when I heard this, I thought it was John Roberts. I thought this was a message to John Roberts. I, I don't really think it's to John Roberts at all. I think, it, I think it actually is to John Ratcliffe, in my opinion. Now, there could be another one out there. I don't know. But I believe that the JR is John Ratcliffe and he's telling him to beware. When he reads this, if it ever comes up and John Ratcliffe sees it, it's a warning to beware. Whoever it is that he's concerned about finding this email, it is a warning. I think these names have, there's more to these names than just something made up. I think that there's more of a message in these names than what people are, are actually uh, aware of or thinking about. And personally, I think that is that is a big one right there. And John Roberts, ironically, was being interviewed by someone, uh, a commentator, about these names and, and read the names off. And there he is, John Ratcliffe, beware. This one of them is J.R. Beware, beware. And I, I, I originally thought it was John Roberts, and that just didn't make any sense to me. Well, then when I saw this interview, I was like, well, that, well yeah, there he is, John Roberts. John, that, that John Ratcliffe makes more sense. And it's probably is very, very possibly uh, a thing there. So, uh, but he's got these names. He's got these synonyms that he's using, and it's the, the way he's using them. It's not. It's not like he's just using them for something that's you know, benign. He, he's using them in communication with everything that's going on with Ukraine and China and all this other stuff. 
Now, he, he did flat out lie about, my son never, you know, this, this thing he's speaking of, money from, you know, China. Uh, he, never, he never took any money from China. Uh, yes, yes he did, Joe. Well, he just didn't know, but he had a blind spot there. He had a blind spot. Uh, no. He probably knew it. He knew full well what was going on. And, he, and these emails, and he, and he met with these, with these business partners all the time. Chinese business partners. Well, I never discussed anything with him. Uh, yeah, really? I mean, the, the lies themselves and the meetings don't, they aren't hard evidence. They're, they're, they're not, but they're not exculpatory. They don't let him off a hook. It actually looks worse. Now, I know that for some reason, I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, there's some pressure now being put on McCarthy to start this. Now, McCarthy came out again yesterday, I think yesterday morning, and said, it looks like we may have to go to a, an impeachment inquiry. Now, a week ago, he said something about it's rising to the level of an impeachment inquiry. Now he's saying we may have to go to an, we may have to. Like as if he, he didn't, doesn't want to, doesn't, doesn't really think it'd be a good idea, but he's going to have to. Unfortunately, he's going to have to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're beyond that point at this point. <clears throat> there, there's some pretty much in your face smoking gun stuff here. And I, I, it, of course, I, I think what, what they're trying to do is build a case that will get through the Senate. <clears throat> I don't know that's ever gonna happen. I, I really don't think that in any way, shape or form that the possibility of any, any Democrats, they're going to completely ignore this whole thing. And here's the dilemma. Here's the problem we've got with all this. The very first female president and a female president of color, I might add. By the way, she's not black. She's she's part part black. She, this is another mix again. That's it's you know, Obama was half white. Nobody talks about that at all. His mother was quite a white woman. So. So we got, we got Kamala next in line here that we're going to have to deal with for the next year. And I think it scares everybody, Republicans and Democrats, that she could potentially be in office and how things could be screwed up bigly, as they say, in the industry, uh, in big ways. She could, she could really put, a, put the hurt on the country uh, because of her weird ideas and we just do weird can you imagine her foreign policy issues talking to other she's, she's terrible at talking to other leaders foreign leaders so we'll see what happens with all this at this point but uh yeah well we're gonna i, th I think that this is where, where we're at now now along with other news I'll just finish up with this uh Pergozin. precaution whatever his name guy's name is uh the his plane went down. This is the guy who supposedly turned his military, uh, his contract military, much like what Blackwater was here, is what the Wagner Group was over there. Uh, the Wagner Group has been doing the, the lion's share of the, the war effort in Ukraine. 
apparently turned his, you know, he, I'm sure he's tired of just sending his troops into the meat grinder. <clears throat> and, he, and he turned around and, and for whatever reason, he decided to turn back towards the Kremlin. Well, that was that was the beginning of the end for him. And, and it was, there's a lot of speculation as to whether or not this was a planned thing, whether it was made to, to make it look like something that could happen. It was just very, very difficult to understand uh, what was going on there. Well, now his plane has apparently gone down with uh, 10 other, or, or, I think nine, nine or eight or nine other leaders that were on board and the plane has gone down. Looks as if it had been shot down. Now, whether or not it was shot down by Ukraine or not, I doubt it was. I think it was actually over uh, Russian airspace. And I, I doubt that Ukraine shot it down. However, it did. You know, it could have been the CIA for that matter. But the it, it got shot down. It looks it looks like at this point we we don't know for sure. Uh, but it came down, killing everybody. Fell from the sky. Typically, when you lose, like lose an engine or have a malfunction. Now, it's it's possible that there was a a bore a. Uh, there was at the last minute some cargo put on the airplane. Um, this happens a lot in, in aviation, but apparently it was a crate full of wine. Now this is this is kind of symbolic. Uh, very very possible that this crate full of wine could have very easily had a chemical bomb in it <clears throat> or some kind of a, an explosive device that brought the plane down. So <clears throat> it's it's very difficult. Uh, to determine at this point, but, but it looks like Prigozhin is dead. Um, <clears throat> head of the Wagner Group. Now, the, he was pretty much the glue that held that whole thing together. It'll be interesting to see what happens to it. Uh, probably, I'm imagining that uh, Putin will probably put someone else in charge of that. And that, that will be it. Then you'll see a totally different uh, Wagner Group. See, that, that whole thing will be I think that he was, there was a little bit of a uh, cowboy mentality from the, in terms of not following direct orders. From, I think there was some pushback to Putin quite often, apparently. They weren't, they weren't getting along so well. I'm sure that whoever put, put, Putin puts in there, Putin put, 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 Putin pops. The uh, Putin pops, the, the whatever, whoever puts in there now, uh, I'm sure will be a little bit more obedient for a while. It's uh, when you have that kind of control of that kind of military power, you start thinking yourself to be. Uh, it does weird things to your to your mind. So, we'll see what happens with all that. Well, folks, that's all I've got to say today. Uh, tomorrow morning, there will be a show tomorrow morning. As far as I know, I don't know how early it will be. It will be a regular recorded show. I'm hoping to be able to do a show from the. It's well, quite the motorcycle. There will be a show, um, I'm hoping to do it from the actual worldwide headquarters tomorrow morning. Uh, that's the plan. Uh, I've got quite a few things to get done tomorrow. Um, hoping to get home at a decent time today. Actually, the way things are going this morning so far, uh, it's likely that I may uh, may not have to go to, uh, I may have to go anywhere. I may just have to be able to hang out here in Hammond today. Who, who knows what's going to happen. I, I'd almost rather go into work because it's air conditioned there, so I'm not sure. Like my car is air conditioned, but I don't want to sit around my car running all day long. So um, <clears throat> I might, I'll, I'll probably go into uh, Cracker Barrel and spend about four or five hours in here. The uh, I'll, I'll be eating quite a bit, eating all day, from one restaurant to another. So, folks, uh, thanks for thanks for listening, thanks for uh, subscribing, thanks for uh, liking, uh, sharing, all those things you can do with this podcast. 
Thanks for taking time to listen. We've gotten this far. Okay, once again, pray for our nation, pray for our leaders.